Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, the rule of 50. Today's show, we explain a simple way to stay in touch with your professional network. Here we go. You know, after the dust settles and the air clears, the one regret that so many folks that we talk to have is not that their their resume is out of d- date, though they're... That's so true, yeah. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not this unprinted contact list that we've recommended to folks. It's right, they have a contact list, but it's on company computers. Yeah. We, I just read something in the Wall Street Journal about that again, about somebody, you know, in a, in a blog or a column saying, yeah, I, I have none of my contact information because it wasn't printed out. And I think some people didn't even like... Some people argued that we were being overly... Lodidian or something, you know, anyway. Well, yeah, you can you can say that until you get walked out the door. Yeah. And your list is sitting on your company computer side. So, yeah. so it's not even that that they regret, right? It's it it's not that they, they have one month worth of cash on hand versus the six that we recommend. So it's right. it's not even that. It always ends up being the regret that managers and professionals have when they fail to stay in touch with their friends and associates. Even those who would have been just would have been glad to hear from them, right? Yep, yep, yep. And now, when they need them, now when the stuff really hits the fan, they have no significant network to call on for job transition or help in any way getting through this. Exactly. Yeah. And and this cast is about about helping everybody avoid that pain. And actually, what we've done here, I mean, just through our experience, we've learned something, the rule of 50, and and, uh, we recognize that even though our recommendations regarding building your network, not networking, please go back and listen to our cast. We don't call it networking. We know that some of you don't like the idea of networking. It suggests cocktail parties and schmoozing and glad handing and marketing people that that IT and software people. Yeah, we can, heaven forbid, we're nice and reach out and tell stories and so on. We know that our recommendations are probably too much for some people. It's just a bridge too far. And um, and what we've discovered is there's a way for those people who won't follow our earlier recommendations to start small and to get comfortable and then to grow a little bit more slowly, perhaps, but at least for now to maintain the core of their professional network in case of a crisis, which, you know, maybe, maybe it's too late for this for some people, um, but everybody who's been through this cri- been through the crisis and, and had the, the, the real world hit them in the face in the last six months or a year or so will never let it happen again, right? The only people who are really prepared for a crisis are the ones who have been through it before. Yeah. So we've got we, – this cast is about a starter uh, – some starter steps to avoid the pain of – failing to stay in touch with friends and associates so that you can call them when you need them. And there are three steps. First of all, we want to tell a rule of 50 story. I think it's a good story. And then we're going to recommend the core of this cast is step two, point number two, one relationship outreach per week, just one. I mean, that's all. One person contacted each week. And as I like to say that if you can afford, if you think you can't do one-on-ones, you can. And if you've got time to do one-on-ones, you've got time to do a lot of outreach. And then lastly, uh, a recommendation that content, form, style, media are almost completely irrelevant. Simply to, we recommend that simply to lower the barrier yet further. So more people will maintain that network. So when they need it, it will be there.
Good. Okay. So I'm excited about the first point because we're, we're going to talk about 50 stories. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know me. I love stories, right? Um, you're always beating me to death with data and winning, and I'm always telling you stories and saying, but I like my story. <laughs> uh, yeah, w- look, I admit it. Um, when it comes to managers and professionals' readiness for a crisis, we're often disappointed. When we're talking about career crises here, we're, we're often disappointed. We, we've tried very hard to send messages about, look, this is what you need to do. Start doing it now. Take the pain in small doses each week, each month, each quarter. And then when you really need it, it's just like insurance, you'll have it. And if you don't pay for your insurance, um, um, you're going to regret it when you need it because you won't be able to afford the, the damage that it does. Um, you know, you, you and I have both talked about this, that when we're called and we're asked for help, and we are a lot, you know, uh, it, it seems that the, the member or the listener or a manager or a, a complete stranger, they weren't ready. They're not even, they pick up the phone and they call or they send an email and, and they're not really even ready to do that. Uh, they're shocked and they're at a loss for what to do. I mean, you, you've heard it. I mean, you've had people call you and they want 30 minutes and they're still talking two hours later. Right. Yeah. And, and you just say, well, geez, you know, do you, I mean, I hope you don't do this the rest of your network. And gee, I didn't even think I was in your network. When your company announces layoffs, when the boss who brought you on board quits or is fired or loses credibility or your spouse loses her job, and that means a huge reassessment for you, all these things can cause what we call FUD, F-U-D, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And in the last few months, you know, we've, we've gotten a lot of questions about job losses, market upheavals. And basically, we call, what we've noticed is called the rule of 50. We're not talking about the rule of 150. Malcolm Gladwell talked about that in his book, The Tipping Point. It's actually something called Dunbar's Number. It doesn't matter. The career tools rule of 50 is simple. The average professional maintains a professional network of only about 50 contacts. Look, we've been getting calls and we've been getting emails and we're getting asked for help. And we suggested to people that they call on their network, that they, that, that they use the network, hopefully they built and hopefully they've reached out to on a regular basis. So they're warm. You know, we're not making cold calls and, and to find out what the network can do. Calling on one's network is always ranked. It's always ranked number one as the most likely way for someone to be successful in a job search. And yet, and everyone knows that I, I really do. I mean, don't you think, Mike? I mean, no, without a doubt. I, I know that we, we sometimes make the bad assumption that if we know it, then therefore everybody should know it. Um, but, but I really think this is pretty common knowledge. But we get back some really bad, certainly less than ideal responses, and and they they come across as something like, "But I really haven't been building that re- the network up. It, it's not very big. I'm sorry. I know I should have. I've been letting it slide. Didn't think this would happen to me. The whole didn't think this would happen to me just drives me nuts. And yet, look, I've been fired too, so I know the feeling. Uh, my job's always been secure. I'm not much of a schmoozer. Like, okay, we didn't ask you to schmooze. Uh, I'm not a people person. Blah blah blah." And, and there's a part of it, and and because we get a lot of them where I feel like I, they should say next, please, can I have some cheese with my wine? And it, it, it's frustrating. We want to help. And yet, our network is not their network necessarily. And um, uh, we may not know people in the right place. Um, yeah. And we started, you know, we started digging further into this and asking more people questions around this and just found out how pervasive this whole problem is. 
over and over again. Yeah. Managers yeah. we know, <laughs> professionals, they just haven't done any work, none at all on their networks. Yeah. I don't know, but they just don't think about the idea of reaching out to folks. Yeah. Wow. What's funny, I, I, I've often wondered how, how they respond in return to people in crisis. I suspect that those people without a network don't really think about their network and so therefore don't think about being somebody else's network. Um, and so they're probably not great in responding to requests for help as well. But basically, we think that the vast majority of professional networks, uh, and it, it's just simply a subset of the Rule 150, quite frankly. We call this the Rule of 50 because it's about professional and about career. But we think it clumps around 50. Yeah, look, look, some people have hundreds. Some of us have thousands. And some people have 10 or less. And, and these are people with 20 years of experience. But there really is a huge group of people that we've noticed that are clumped around 50 professionals. We're not talking mothers and fathers. We're not talking brothers. We're not talking sisters. We're not talking kids. We're talking about people that one knows professionally, and it ends up being around 50. And look, we give the range from 35 to 65 or thereabouts. But there's a spike on the distribution uh, um, graph around, uh, around 50. And uh, look, you know, m maybe maybe three or four years ago, I would have railed about this, but Horseman's unofficial ninth laws embrace reality, and th the fact is, the data are there. Our, our our anecdotal evidence suggests the data spike at around fifty. Maybe it's that that uh, people feel like working on it uh, on our network means admitting the possibility of having to use it in a crisis. Maybe I just don't want to do things I don't like to do. And I certainly don't want to do things I don't like to do that really I'm only going to use if it's a crisis and I don't want to think about a crisis. It, it essentially makes that future crisis more real. Regardless of the reasons, and, and we hear a lot of them, regardless of the justifications, and we hear a lot of those too, 50 people in a network when we need it are not enough and we need to start growing our networks. And the best way we know how to grow a network is start reaching out to the one we already have. Good. Which leads us to bullet point number two. And and this is uh, this this is probably the easiest thing we've ever recommended. Yeah, it is. I, I was just thinking that same thing. Come on, really. I mean, we, we should be, I'm going to try to be a cheerleader and say, come on, guys, just one. Yeah, it's, it's simple. <laughs> one relationship outreach per week. Just one. That's all we're asking. Just one. Yeah. And, and if you remember, Mike, uh, uh, we have a cast about schedule and calendar management, and we recommended one lunch a week where you invested in your network. Obviously, it would be somebody local, uh, although you could certainly make phone calls during that lunch hour, but literally one lunch a week. Now, we, we'd hope that your network is not completely local in the sense that everyone in your network you could have lunch with, because that may mean a lot of your network is internal to your firm. We don't necessarily recommend that, but this is simple. One, we're not taking, we're not even saying one lunch a week, although we recommend you still schedule that. We're recommending one phone call, one email, one outreach of some type each week, and, you know, 52 weeks a year, we probably got about 50 people we know, and we think we might be able to help. So we're talking about one time a year. It is week. It is not uh, as effective as three or four or five times a year. It is better than nothing. And, not, and it's, sim it's simple to do, right? Well, it's, it's simple to do, but people forget about it. I mean, I forget about it sometimes. So, so what do you do so you don't forget? You know, maybe we do it for two or three weeks, and then the fourth week we, you know, we blow by it, we're busy, we don't reach out, and then pretty soon we're back to our old habits of not reaching out at all. Yeah, okay, so... So look, a couple of things that we can suggest right away. Print out your, your contact list 
And that's part of our, we've got a series of casts about layoff uh, um, immunization. And that's one of the recommendations And there. Print it out, have it printed out. Then just go through it and, and start circling people that you would see as being in your professional network. And I'm not talking about your spouse and your kids and your parents and so on and your in-laws. Okay. Start circling. If you get to the end of the list and you count the number of circles and you have 50 people circled, there's your 50 right there. If your list is less than 50, then everybody on the list is an outreach, one per week. Include your spouse. It sounds corny, but do so. And we just want you to practice doing that, okay? Uh, Put your spouse in a to-do, which I'll talk about in a moment, and reach out to your spouse. Sounds corny, but we have to start somewhere. I mean, it's wrong for Mike and I to sit here and to know that people have 20 people in a network and then say, oh, but there's 20 other things you can do and you'll be okay. You're not going to be okay. Folks, hear us on this. You're not going to be okay with 20 people in your network. You're not. The, The odds are so deeply stacked against you. You need 150 or 350. And 50 is where a lot of people are, and we think that's an easy place to start. But if you've got 20, it's not going to be good enough to call them twice in a year. But we'll recommend starting there, at least as a good starting point. Uh, Hopefully, you'll build it up and you'll make new connections. That said, if you have less than 50, start going back and circling more, then you can reach out to them. And it's very easy. You put them on a recurring stay-in-touch-with task list that only happens annually. So in other words, if Mike is somebody that's uh, an associate of mine and he lives in Virginia and I live in Texas and, and maybe he's with my company, but we generally recommend the 50 you start with are outside of your company. If you don't have 50 and you have to go back through to find some inside your company, but not in your location, fine, do so. And I put Mike in my, I, I, I open Outlook um, if I still had a PC and I would type control shift K, which creates a new task in Outlook. And I would type in, stay in touch with Mike Ozan. And I would link it to his, his contact information. Um, but you don't have to do that. You can just simply, when you see the task, you can go to the contact information and email him. Or, or I could email him or I could phone, uh, send, give him a phone call. And then I hit Control-G after I have Control-Ship-K. And Control-G uh, opens up recurrence. And I set up recurrence as being annually. Now, a recommendation. If you do this all in one weekend, you don't want have to call everybody on the same week of the year because the the outlook will assume that your task is starting today. So move your task back a week, increment your task by one each week so that your second one that you start starts next week. And the third one is, is two weeks from now. And the fourth one is three weeks from now. And the fifth one is four weeks from now. Um, so that you have one per week over the course of the year. And then you set up the control G. So it happens every year at about the same time. Yes, if you want, you can do it around their birthdays, but that's an extra step and you don't need to. And nobody really cares whether you call them on their birthday as long as you're calling them one time in a year. Is it enough? Maybe not, but it's better than nothing. And it will save you if you've called them. You will have talked to everybody within the last year and you'll have called 25 of them in the last six months. And they will remember that this is not the first time you've called them in the last six months when in fact you have a problem, okay? Now, in, in our network building model, we recommended you build contacts indiscriminately uh, and then stay in touch with them periodically, once a quarter, three times a year, whatever, something just to keep the relationship warm. You know, you offer value with an article or something, whatever else you can say hello, you can share insights. And, and we recommend individual outreach efforts, not broadcast emails, not Christmas letter-like updates blasted out electronically. In fact, I'm on <laughs> some guys, some guys, uh, hey, by the way, I'm updating you. 
um, on what's going on. And I, I'm one of many people on his mailing list. This is a bad use. This is, I don't feel that I'm in my network. And mistakenly, he believes I am in his network. And he's wrong. We, we cannot reduce human relationships to electronica. Uh, human relationships still require one-to-one. It used to be face-to-face, but now it is one-to-one communication. Don't send me a blind CC that's clearly written for a bunch of people, a BCC, uh, addressed to yourself, so I don't know who else you're sending it to. Send it to me and write it in a language that I will appreciate and understand. If I get a blind, bland email and a blind CC, I'm saying, okay, this person is just, in other words, this person, this person is about being efficient rather than about being effective. And he's willing to skim across all of his relationships because he really doesn't think this is a relationship. He's just basically keeping it on the back burner. And we don't recommend that. And I have to tell you, I, I still get them and I, I shake my head. But let me ask you a question. Um, you said that 50 is not enough, right? We've talked about no, it. It's we, not. You really need 150 in your network. So why are we recommending to folks that they reach out to 50 people in a year. That we, We're saying yeah. it's not enough, yet we're recommending that people... Yeah, just I think it's people. a great question. I, I think it's fair. I think we're uh, we're famous for recommending good things that work. Uh, this does work. And basically what we've discovered is the Crucial's Rule of 50 has taught us that you, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And so we want to recommend something that everyone can do that will sooner or later get you where you need to be. You know, there's that old story about Shamu jumping out of the water. And, and uh, how do they get water, Shamu to jump out of the water 20 feet in the air? Well, they don't hold a stick up in the air 20 feet and say jump and then get ticked when Shamu doesn't jump, right? So they figure out some way to get Shamu to be excited about going over the stick. And then they do it more and more and then they raise the stick. We're, we're lowering the barrier to entry for network management to the point where everyone can legitimately say, I could do that. And if I don't, I can only hold myself accountable and not processes or systems that I thought were too complex, too hard, too big, not in my wheelhouse in order for me to accomplish them. We think this barrier to entry is really low for reaching out more regularly to more people. And we think that as an adult and as someone who is both aware of their responsibility to one's family's cash flow, and as someone who is surely aware, gosh, of the fragility of anybody's job nowadays, we ought to know better. But look, based on what we're seeing and hearing, and we we embrace reality, we respect what you're going through in, in the workplace. You know, Mike took a package, I got fired, we've been there, okay? But unless you're Matt Beckwith, nobody is doing this stuff that we see. I say nobody because far too many people are not doing it. And, and look, if you are doing it, write us. Tell us about your experience growing your network. We get emails all the time, uh, and we ask if we can post them on the blog, and we have many of them that will go up at some point that say, I used your interviewing series. I used the career tool stuff. I, I had a warm uh, network. I reached out to them, and I got a job in six weeks, which in today's market is phenomenally good. And we, when we compare that to the calls we get that – after getting thousands of emails from people in pain in career searches and then trying to put a good face on it and realizing I'm in trouble and I may have to take a, a greatly lesser job in order to pay my bills, which is something we recommend, by the way, um, it's hard to have those calls. And we just feel, you know, if you are doing well, if you have done this, if you have done more, if your network is strong and robust, write, in, write us and tell us so that we can feel good that there are people that have more than 50. But for those of you with 50... All we're asking for is one call or one email a week to somebody you already know 
And as we said a minute ago, staying in touch with our existing network is the easiest way to grow that very network. If for no other reason, they keep you, we keep it from decaying, right? Which is a form of growth. But when you reach out, friends are going to talk about other friends. You're going to become more comfortable with outreach, and you're going to gradually lower your own barriers. And that will make future new relationships easier, we believe, and hopefully grow your network a little bit at a time. Maybe slower than, than ideal, but definitely faster than zero. Yeah. And when you get used to it, then, you know, one a week will become easier and you'll start doing two a week. And then, you'll, then you're going to yeah. get to the point where you're doing three a week and pretty soon you're at 150, yep. which is where you need to be. Okay. You know, one, one thing we've observed is that many professionals and managers out there make this way too hard, right? They're, they're trying to get it perfect and uh, they let perfect be the enemy of the good, right? So we want to suggest that content form or the style of your communications is largely irrelevant. The key point is you need to communicate. Yeah, exactly. People make it too hard. They, they read an article which says that you have to find an article that works for this person, you know, something of interest, or they have to have a reason to reach out. Uh, they feel that simply staying in touch, quote unquote, is silly or will be seen as silly, even though it's funny. When we get notes from other people, we're touched and, and uh, others will think we're touched. It's stupid. It just, it's, it, we have a completely nonsensical approach to relationships if we're the one reaching out as opposed to uh, we're being reached out to. Many of us think it's going to be awkward. But really, I mean, how awkward is typing an email? And look, if it is awkward for the other person, gradually they're going to fall out of your network. If they're in your network, then surely one definition of the network is they'll respond favorably to a hello. If right. they're not, okay, say, God bless you. I love you. Goodbye. Yeah, maybe you should cross <laughs> okay. them off your list. Yeah, cross them off. And there's nothing wrong with having 50 and getting rid of five because you realize, whew, I would have thought he was a good one, but man, he's not nice. I'll take him off my list. Save me a phone call or an email or whatever when the stuff hits the fan. Look, after the first contact you make with someone – where you say, whether you respond to their questions or not, you don't want anything, you don't need anything, you're just reminded of them, and you thought you would say, hi, hello, cheers, ciao, como esta, Gates, whatever, and you get a pleasantly surprised response. Hey, great to hear from you. How are things going out there? Each future effort we engage in gets a little bit easier. Right. And, and let me say something real quick here. Um, it is a lot easier. If you think you're a network, if you can't come up with 50 people, you know, Go look at your Facebook account or look at your LinkedIn account. And we are death on the fact that just having somebody linked in in your LinkedIn network is not a network. No, it's that's not. not sufficient. And just having 50 people who are attached to you in some way in Facebook, that's not a network either. You have to reach out to them. But those two vehicles and others are great for identifying folks that you may that may be yeah. suitable for your network that you've lost contact with, but it's not sufficient. So we'll just, just yeah. be clear there. Yeah. It, it really doesn't matter what you say or how you say it. Simply, hey, just thought I'd check in. Um, just got back from vacation. Uh, thought about you guys. We used to we used to play fr Ultimate Frisbee or whatever. Hope things are well. Uh, if you need anything, let me know. In fact, I almost always say when I'm reaching out to my network, if you need anything, let me know. I think a lot of people believe that I can add value, but that's really not the reason I'm doing it. It's because I want to send them a message that I'm available to them. And if I can, great, I will. But I also want them to know that I consider that part of the relationship. And look, if you have a relationship with someone who doesn't believe you should ever ask them for anything, then take them off your network. 
Um, uh, I, you know, if you know, if you've asked for things, small things or big things in the past, and they always say no, you know, wish them well. I mean, and then find somebody else. You don't need to be surrounded by people who are negative and selfish because uh, those people are not going to help you. And, and you probably, they probably won't reach out to you. And so you're not going to help them either. I think an underlying issue that I should have said earlier, and I'm sorry, Mike, is that if the only time we do reach out is when we need something, that's when we get so little in return. We probably do some damage to the relationship. And of course, we really bum ourselves out and it reduces the chances we'll ask anybody else for anything. Um, so what we're recommending here is to reach out to those 50 or so. And if it's more good, if you want to make it the rule of 75, or it's not the rule of 75, but if you want to reach out to 75 or 100 or 150, knock yourself out and send us a mail and we will kiss your feet. Reach out to those 50 or so if you're one of those people that are in the rule of 50, those external people you have in your network who aren't family, who aren't close coworkers. And the reason is really pretty simple, folks. This is insurance. In the winter, in the fable, the grasshopper dies. And the ant's hard work through the summer pays off. And we're getting emails from people who feel like the grasshopper. and We don't like it. And we can only be one or two people in their network. So what we're suggesting is, come on, maybe 250 or 400 is too much, but 50 is not. One time a week, one outreach a week. You can do that. There's no excuse for not doing it, and we want to encourage you to do it. And if you need encouragement, send us a mail to show at manager-tools, and we'll, we'll do our best. Um, we'll try to encourage you. So real quickly, wrapping up. We shared the rule of 50 story that there's a clump around 50 or so. There's some people with many more. God bless you. We're thrilled about that. And there's some with a lot less. And we hope that you'll start growing them as best you can. And we're recommending one relationship outreach per week, just one. And that it doesn't matter what content, what form, one style, uh, whether it includes value or not. Those things are all great. But if those are the things keeping you from doing it and you're building a spreadsheet in order to have it just right and everything, stop, send the mail, make the phone call, make the connection. Don't let the perfect connection be the enemy of a good or any connection at all. That's it. Good. Simple. I hope folks uh, follow the advice. Yeah. Yep. Life will be better. All right, man. Yes. <laughs> we'll Thanks, partner. Bye-bye. All right, folks. That's it. Hey, if you haven't checked out premium content on the site, both summary slides and a very detailed set of show notes for each of this show. So if you're commuting and you don't have time to take notes, this is the perfect answer for you. Only $15 a month, and you can find that on the Manager Tools website, www.managertools.com. All right, folks, we'll see you all again next week. So long.